Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 196. I got nothing. No, we have done as much preparation as we normally do. I think we're living up to our usual high standards that we set ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you haven't noticed, again, no Steve, so I'm drinking his beer for him. You are. (laughs) It's a hard life. Um, Hard not life. Oh, no. (laughs) Barrel scraping puns. It's what, I'm, it's what I'm known for, and it seems appropriate. If I'm going to scrape a barrel, it should be during a beer podcast, shouldn't it, oh, really? <laughs> northern humour. Okay. <laughs> Moving as swiftly as we can from the north to the south. Um, this week we have a southern brewery. We've got a Curious IPA from uh, Curious Drinks, who are, which is Chapel Down Winery's brand. This is the third beer bod's beer of theirs we've drunk mm-hmm. I, we, rem- I, I, I remember spacing it. two I think, I think the, last, the last one was a porter wasn't it yeah uh, Matt, Matt and Gordon have been spacing them out very nicely one. every two years so we had one in 2013 which was their curious brew the lager which is the Holy first time I tried it crap have we been have we been subscribed for four years now yeah wow that that's flown by yeah um, and then we had the curious porter in 2015, and Curious IPA is now. Um, and we're getting in, open it. Do you want to talk about branding for a moment? What do you think of the brand? Um, it's, it's consistent with what the, I've seen before from them. Um, it's, you can tell they've got a background in wine. Yes, absolutely. It, it, very, it's, it wouldn't look out of place in the wine aisle in a shop, uh, in a, in a supermarket or in a you know wine merchants or anything like that i actually quite like their their styling because i think it appeals to a different audience than i particularly with the lager um i think it isn't aimed at your your craft beer drinking people it's aimed at people who might normally want look for a, a more you know a, a more safe, I guess, That's style the, of beer, and, and they're looking for something a bit different, but the, a premium. But targeting, targeting that intermediate, aren't they? That, that yeah. ground in the middle, which is, you know, is you've got the, the, the people who, like, have tried some craft stuff, you've got the people that are a little bit more on the traditional end of things, and you've got the people that are, you know, they like a good drink, and they'll try different things from time to time, but they wouldn't necessarily call themselves, like, connoisseurs or, you know, beer, beer mm. geeks or... Yeah. Anything like that. So it's, you know, they, they sit right in that middle ground, I think. They do. They've only got the three beers. Um, they've also started doing a cider since we talked about them last. Hmm. Um, that- interesting. It's interesting you say that because my, one of my first thoughts when I, I sipped that was it did have a bit of a cidery flavour mm. to it. There is a little bit. I'm not very keen on that bit. I was I was wondering if it was in my head to start with because I, I just re- before we started doing this I did eat an apple but I like, <laughs> I like I've had a couple of sips now and I'm like no no there is a the finish is a little cidery yeah yeah not in a positive want, way I'm wondering think. if it's something it's some sort of thing to do with the yeast or maybe something I, that's got in there I think it's actually an unrelated thing my would be my guess um, they're they're an interesting story okay so. Curious Brewer, or I guess Chapel Down Winery, when I, I came across with beer bods um, and really enjoyed. Uh, I, I thought their lager with the champagne yeast was really good. Uh, I was drinking it um, 
enjoying it very much. I'd had their IPA again back in 2013, 2014, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and also really enjoyed that. Um, I went back and checked my, my untapped notes for it, which were um, really a big kind of black current and um, coming through from like the Bamman Cross they were using, black currenty, blackberry kind of flavour. Well, it's interesting that you say that because on the back end also it says, then we add Bramlin Cross, mm. uh, a spicy black currant beauty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those beers where you got a, a really big kick of that black currant mm. that it's one of the few times I'd really noticed that being kind of showcased, well, one of the first, certainly. Mm. Um, at the time we talked about them last, they were busy trying to raise money for their own brewery because they had been contract brewing at one of the small local... It's relatively small local brewery to them. Who yeah, I vaguely remember you talking about this. Yeah. yeah, which made me want to try the local brewery's beers, but I never never did. Um, and I was expecting, when we came back from now, that they'd have their own brewery, which would kind of be interesting. I must mm. admit, I've not enjoyed some of the curious brew lager quite as much as I used to when I had it last. Um, and it turns out this has not happened yet. They've been done crowdfunding. They've now got approval. They are in currently in early stages of building a brewery which hopefully comes online this year but they appear to have swapped their um, contract brewing to Everard's rather than with who it was before hmm. now it's interesting you say that because like that, that does give me that reminds me a little bit of the, uh, of the what's it called the tiger. the tiger that we had yeah, but it's, that, it's got that more traditional feel to it, rather than a, what I'd expect from an IPA. For me, this has kind of lost lost its IPA ish as you say. It's gone a I, bit more to best bitter type. You, I was going to say, if you'd have served that to me without knowing what it was, I'd have thought that was the best bitter. Strong bitter. I mean, it's five point six. It's a strong bitter. They've got a lot of body to it, and you've got the caramel coming through as well. That really but, adds to that. But yeah, I wouldn't say that's an IPA. And. I think there's a bit of the black current there, but it's it's way down from what I remember it being. Um, yeah, I feel like that that's dropped off a lot compared to what it was, and there's not a lot of bitterness, which I'm I'm really struggling for. I could do with a bit more bitterness, really. Yeah, no, this, it is more sweetness driven. Uh, I I agree. I think that's why I got that initial confusion of this tastes a little cidery. I also um, think, odd enough, we were having a similar conversation last night at the homebrew club about what what kind of what makes an IPA an IPA with somebody who's kind of new to these definitions. And we kind of agreed that the difference between a pale ale and an IPA really was that you kind of expected some um, bitterness with an IPA. I guess that's not... The, the modern style I know has been to shift away from that, but what well, I really... Well, yeah, actually, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Like, I remember a few years ago where everyone was all about the IBUs. Yeah. <laughs> everyone was out-competing each other trying to see who could make the bitterest... Um, IPA out there, which is you know it's one of those things that completely irrelevant because after a yeah. certain point you can't taste anymore anyway. It uh, right. So it, it, you know it ended up being a bit of a gimmick. But and there's definitely been a shift towards a lot more dry hop in your IPAs, a lot more kind of fruity notes and less of the bitterness. But I, I'm quite disappointed that this has shifted. This really hasn't got that bitter backbone that I I would expect from it. The aftertaste is very kind of. Mm. It's there and it's gone. Um, it's it's easy drinking, yeah, it's, but it's, I'm I'm not sure it's 
it, it's up to the standard of what I remember. You know, if I'd have sat down, if I'd have gone in a pub, sat down and had a pint of this, I'd, I'd not be unhappy, but I'd, it's a tasty beer. It's, it's not an IPA for me. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's solid. Um, I do prefer it to the, the, the Tiger, if we talk about Everard, because I mm-hmm. think there's that, you do get a little bit more flavour from the hops there. Um, and it does balance out that sweetness that you've got. But I say, I, I think not only the IPA tag, but also knowing from what I remember of this beer, this doesn't seem to live up to You've, you've had it before expectations. It's, yeah. it's, it's impressed you a lot more. Yeah, I, I rated this as a very nice IPA. An interesting take on the IPA last time I had it. And, and this, for me, is really not an IPA. Um, so if it, was, if it was a strong bitter or something... Not be percentage bit and call it a best bitter or whatever you want to. Um, I think I would be more positive about this. Um, I do feel like that's one of these things when you see a beer change. You know that that's always a moment when well, sometimes maybe you're being harsh. We, but we were talking today because you were filling me in about discussions that you'd had at your homebrew club mm. last night, weren't you? And like we were really saying uh, the main difference between uh, enthusiasts and professionals. Also the same with coffee roasting as well. Is consistency, yeah, uh, and I think that's that is the sign of a good brewer when you have a beer again and again and again, and it's consistently good. Like the yeah. consistency, you, you know that you you know you go to a particular like you you know, think one of the Tom Hedge Buxton Axe Edge, yeah, you know you know what you're, you're going to get. Yeah. Punk IPA from Brewdog, you know what you're well, going to get, whether you like you know whether you like them or not. It, but for the most part, it is a very aggressive yeah. hoppy. Well, so. Beer. Uh, the um, um, the guys at even some of your more tra- traditional breweries, yes, that do your absolutely. you know uh, your regional traditional breweries in the UK that do specialise in a, a particular be a best bitter or a mild or a porter. More often than not, um, Fuller's are one of those ones that yeah. get that example. Don't you? You always hear people talking about Fuller's when you have it in London. It's always consistent. Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, we were chatting. The guys on. On Beer O'Clock show, actually, we're, we're chatting about the um, about this kind of thing of core beers and, and shifting, changing core beers, um, which is a really interesting one. I think very relevant to this. And I, I was jumping into that camp of if it's evolving slowly. I, is Axedge today, as we just talked about it, is that the, the day exactly the same as it was five years ago? I'm, I'm sure it isn't, no. but I never noticed the change. I never kind of went, oh, that's a really different beer than what I remember. There are a couple of beers, uh, and this is one, I guess, as well, where it feels like maybe it's because I haven't had it as frequently, but it feels like a, a very different thing to what I remember. Mm. Um, and, and then I do feel that bit of, well, I'm, I've not got what I expected, and there's disappointment there. Even if, even if the beer itself is actually pretty good, it's not the thing I was expecting, and that kind of... That's quite disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so grumpy me, but they've got their new brew house being built, which now. is which is great. You know, maybe it'll be interesting. It'd be interesting to look at this again once that's all come on yeah. online and they're actually brewing their own, and to to look at. Um, you know, it could be that. Uh, I mean, obviously, you say they've changed who was brewing their their beer for them. It, it could be as well that there's just certain things with that that are beyond their control. I mean, absolutely, uh, you. One of the things you kind of learn if they you are. start to homebrew is that you can you can do the same recipe at different breweries, and it looks like you're doing the same thing, and you'll end up with really different well, kind we, of things at the end. We've seen that before, haven't we? There's been uh, notable examples uh, 
of craft brewers all mm. setting themselves challenges, all being given a recipe to brew, yeah. brewing the, the, the beer to the same recipe, but yet they're all tasting massively different. Absolutely. Um, it could be that the yeast that Everard's use yeah. is very, very different to the yeast that they, the uh, previous brewer they were using. I can't remember who that I was. I can't remember um, the name either, sorry. Um, Even stuff like things like the shape of the fermenters they use can have an impact because it affects the pressure on the yeast and how that yeast reacts to things. Um, the temperatures they, they crash out and how long they leave it to. Yeah. Like all, there's all sorts of different yeah. things that can affect uh, your flavour. So, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of, like, as it's, it's, well, it's well brewed, it's just not quite what either of us were expecting. But yes. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because we've had examples of this before where it's been very good and like I say once their new brewery comes online I'll get, I'd, I'd, I would go back and look again it wouldn't put me off going back and looking because I understand the story yes it, I, may, I, it may put off someone that doesn't know that though I think that's if right you, if you had yeah. a if you had a a craft beer drinker that's never had any experience, uh, exposure to Curious before go into a shop and go or into a bar and go, oh, I'll try that. And they see, oh, IPA. And they're expecting a, yeah. a, a, uh, what you, you know, most people think of, the you know, very hop-driven uh, beer. Yeah. They're going to be disappointed and they'll probably never look, they probably won't go back and look again. It's like, oh, well, I had them before and it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I absolutely so, think. I mean, this is, of course, the danger with these things is that one... one or less than great experience yeah. can be something that people hold against. Yeah, but uh, you know, they're uh, they obviously understand. You know, not having the control isn't it is a thing, which is why they're building their own brewery. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one because they crowd. They did some crowdfunding for the to get the raise money for this, along with selling shares. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's a, it's a lot of money. I think it was it was over a million pounds. They've invested towards doing this this new brewery um you know it doesn't that doesn't go a long way though uh down south when you start taking into <laughs> consideration land prices and then the cost of buildings to find unlike up here we get but that you know that it sounds like a lot of money to raise in a crowdfund but that will quickly get eaten up by building i mean you only have to yeah. recall um when has been moved to its new roastery, like it was, it wasn't a cheap process. No, and no, it, and these, right. these things can quickly go over budget. Anyone that's ever had any experience with house building knows how difficult it yeah. is to control these things and how quickly it, the expenses can mount up. You know, for for a commercial space, and that, I'm assuming that's before they buy any equipment. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I, I, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one, and it's also going to be an interesting one. Another thing we were talking about actually at the homebrew club last night is the impact of the person doing the brewing. Uh, and it'll be interesting on the decisions they make in terms of taking control of that and actually it being in-house. Who do they get on to, to take charge of that? Um, how do they, what decisions do they make? Because there's lots of little decisions you can make at that point that will drive the direction of, well, of the I, beer. I, I remember having a conversation with you once um, and it was about, you know, it, I think it was in relation to an article you wrote or a podcast mm. you'd listened to about setting up a brewery and like you know things that you should do and like one of them was um, you know buy as big a kit as you possibly as as big a kit as you could afford and the second is employ a, a brewer employ yeah. a good brewer if you want one yourself um, you know these these things can really make the difference absolutely I mean mm. you need somebody who knows that thing and and. 
Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting days ahead for, for Curious, I'm sure. They're doing very well in terms of volume. They've, apparently, they're selling very well at things like places like Majestic Wine and so on. So we will... That isn't the craft phone, don't worry. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the bat phone. Might be the bat phone. The commissioner's after us. <laughs> uh, we must well, go he's, fight he's, crime, then. He's after Steve. Well, yeah, I, I think we're kind of coming to the end of this, and I think you've drunk your beer as well. I have. I think we should, I think we should I'll give wrap you, up. I'll give you a little bit so you can... There's a little bit more there. In, there in, we go. In finest uh, Gary Steyer, okay, I've, uh, I've managed to extend the length of your podcast to uh, ooh, 16 minutes and counting. Uh, <laughs> we must have reached 17. Um, come on, get, do you want to go with the scores first, or am I going? Yeah, uh, well, I'll throw out there. Uh, yeah, as we've, as we've already said, you know, Willing to give it another shot with the circumstances we've discussed. Disappointed, though, that it's not what I'd expect in uh, the bottle. So for this one, I'm going to give it a six. But uh, if I try their um, their own uh, brew once they're doing it all in-house and it's, it's better, I would, be, I would move that score up, I think. Yeah. So it's a, it's a safe six. I'm well, throwing the bottle cap at you. Yeah, and actually, I was just—I'd just been thinking as you were about to announce it, and thought, you know, it's a six, and I, I would be love to make that more. Um, yeah, so six from me as well. I know exactly the same reasoning. I would—I did score this, I think, about an eight or eight and a half previously. Um, I would love to push it up again, but um, it's not the beer it was, and. We'll see, and I'm. As you say, I'm. They've earned a bit of a wait and see on that. We will. I'm happy to taste the beer again in a couple of in a year or two and see where they're at, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah we should drink up and shut up. Indeed, we should. We are done. done.